Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Off Kilter No Filter Post Thanksgiving Edition. We'll do a Thanksgiving yes. episode, but not this episode. I know that would make sense, but we're not doing it. Just stick with us. It's off kilter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, How was your Thanksgiving, Byron? It was great, other than my back was hurt. Yeah. That's true. Oh, I didn't let you introduce us. Yeah, well, they know who we are by now. <laughs> I hope so. You know us. So. Well, I'm Tammy. I'm Tammy. And... My partner is the amazing Byron, and you are listening to Off Kilter No Filter, yes. and we've already done, we've already started with a total off kilter. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's the trip to fame. I'm blaming it on the trip to fame. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even eat turkey. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even have turkey, but I'm still going to blame it on the trip to fame, because I can't. You know what's funny, though? Okay, so my dad said he read that it's not actually that, that scientists are now saying it's not that that makes you sleepy. It's actually the carb crash. Oh. Uh, Since everything else to do with Thanksgiving is carb overloading, uh-huh. you know, between all the potatoes and, and dressing and, you know, all the pies and stuff, mm-hmm. he said that he read that it is, uh, it's the actual carb crash. Oh, because... After your blood sugar spikes, yeah. and then you hit that crash. Because all the carbs turn into sugar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yep, and sense. then after that, then you have a carb crash. Uh, well, hmm. And then, of course, you're full, too, mm-hmm. which makes you sleepy as well. Anytime you over overstuff your belly. That's true. Actually, you know what? I felt all proud of myself, and then mostly it's probably because I hurt my back. But I only had one plate at Thanksgiving and only two slices of pie. Because, cause, like I said, I caught me Well, before I hurt myself, I caught myself in the mirror. And I was like, hey. <laughs> well, you are looking good. You oh, are looking you. good, man. I, you, man. I agree. You are so, looking good. So, you know, I was like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, it is the day where you get to cheat and, and eat all kinds of stuff. And it's like, I'm going to do that. But also, my back hurts. So I'm not really in the mood to, to gorge. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. Because when you sent me home with leftovers, I ate those last night. It's like, yeah, it's still there good. There you go. Awesome, so, yeah. Well, um, according to my nutritionist, there's no such thing as cheat day because if you call it that, then it becomes taboo, and then it um, becomes a thing. You know, like it just it just becomes too too powerful. Uh, she said, so don't if you're if you're gonna have a cheat day, she said, just don't call it a cheat day. Just just call it you know a day, and mm-hmm. then just know that that's the day that you plan on you know binging or whatever. She said, mm-hmm. even calling it binge day is better than cheat day. Okay. And she that said, because sense. otherwise it does give it more power, and then in your head, that's all you're living for. <laughs> ah. For the whole week, possibly, if you're addicted to food. And I'm like, I'm addicted to food. And it's not that, you know, food itself, it's the types of food. I am definitely addicted to uh, sugar. Sugar mm-hmm. is my thing. I love pie. I love cake. Mm-hmm. I love cookies. I love candy. That's I love... sugar is crack. It, oh, it fucking is. <laughs> sugar is crack. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. It yep. is. That's what, like, when Janet said when she went to uh, Studio 54 um, with her brothers and stuff, and she's like, why are they putting sugar in their nose or powder? I don't get it. It's like, because she was a little kid, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, sugar. Sugar is very addicting. There's no difference. Like, honestly, sugar, cocaine, crack, like, it's all the same thing. It kind of is. It is. And, you know, they do, they do, um, uh, food nutritionists and well and scientists and stuff um, mm-hmm. do equate a true sugar addiction like I have 
uh, to something, and it makes it actually harder than heroin sometimes to, to break the habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I look it up, and it's like, oh, how to break a sugar habit. Well, it's going to be hard, but just don't eat it for three days. And then and drink a lot of water, and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, right. I've done it oh. for three days before, and on the fourth yeah. day, I ate like a whole pie. Yeah, you go through, Not it's weird. Abuse. You go through withdrawals, and your oh, body you is do. like, because your you tongue do. salivates for something something sweet. Yep. I remember and when I lost weight. the slightest thing. Oh, God. The, when I, when the first weekend when I started at the gym, yeah. so when I, my, first, my first weight loss journey, my uh, parents made an apple pie. And I mm. literally was rocking on the bed because it smelled yep. so good. Oh, fuck yeah. See, I've done that. Mm-hmm. I have done that. I'm and like, I've gotten so desperate before for sugar, uh, for sweetness, uh, that I will go and I will eat like cough drops. Just because there's a yeah. slight sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, just anything. But the mm-hmm. thing is, is it's so bad. <laughs> and I keep trying <laughs> to tell myself that. <laughs> How terrible <laughs> is it that I'm, I'm doing what you did? I've rocked on the side of the bed before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've just said I've cried because yeah. I wasn't going to have any sweets. The cool, well, cool. The thing was, what got me through it is like, all right. It's, this sucks. However, if I can get through this, yeah, if I can get through this weekend without going into that kitchen and getting me a, a bowl of pie and ice cream, mm. then I can See, do I this whole weight loss thing. I know, right? Um, <laughs> and I did it. I was like, okay. All right. Yes, so anytime, right? Anytime I was like, all right, I want X, Y, and Z. He's like, no, you got through that pie. And it, or you got through that pie. You got through not eating that pie. And yep. you know you made it through that. You're on the other side of it. So if you you did it, so don't go back. And I I did. I I I rocked it out. I did finally end up having pie, but not until like a year later. I was like, oh yeah, this is some good shit. So yeah. <laughs> like, but by then, like I had gotten used to, I had gotten into a routine, and yeah. I had lost weight. By that time, I think I had lost like forty pounds. Yeah, you look good. And uh, no, I had lost eighty. No, I lost 40. It's 40. It's 40 first, and then the next year I lost another 40. That's what it was. This is what happens when coronavirus, like, just drains all your concept of time. And so, like, (laughs) 10 years ago almost seems like forever ago. It does. does. I know. I agree. Like, damn it, Rona. (laughs) You ruined everything. Anyway. Well, it was a good thing. I was very happy that you came over for Thanksgiving. That that Mm -hmm. made it even better. Uh, yeah, you know, I had a good time. It was, it was nice seeing everybody and Margaret meet. really likes you. I like her. She she kind of reminds yeah. me of Mrs. Mead a little bit. I think a it's the bit. hair. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, she she really likes you. I mean, you oh. you are now her her surrogate grandson. I'll take it. She said that she was like, "I'll, I'll be did. your grandma." Aww. When she was leaving, that grandma's yeah, grandma. I'll take it exactly. She's like, "So you got Eric, Claire, and Byron." There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm well, she's kidding. got another one too, actually. Uh, Trisha's uh, brother's daughter, Emma. Oh yeah. Okay. I've not yet met her, but hey. No, you have not. I've only met her once, and that was at oh. their wedding. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I had never well, met her before, and I'd only met her brother just. Gosh, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he like Trisha? 
We're saying this like uh, this is like everybody's business. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. He, he actually, well, he's he's hilarious. He is uh-huh. very very funny. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor. So he mm-hmm. is, but he isn't. I mean, he's a sibling. So you, you know, he's as Night much like Trisha as mm-hmm. my brother is like me. Yep. And okay. You've met my brother. Yeah. Well, siblings typically tend to be night and day Unless they're like, you know, the Menendez brothers But anyway Uh, (laughs) Oh, there is a time suck about the Menendez brothers too, by the way I saw that I saw that (laughs) It's pretty good I was like, there was a feeling like, ooh, I like that Now, okay, so on to this topic real quick Uh, He also has done some I I have to toot my my own horn here so for the longest time, I would there was a couple of his that I would not listen to, okay, because he did them on like the same women that I did, right? I did mm-hmm. I did uh, women committing crimes about Griselda Blanco, and there's a time suck about Griselda Blanco, and so mm-hmm. on, right? So I just didn't listen to them, and then one day I was like, you know what? I, I let me learn, right? Let me learn from him as far as how he does these women, right? I know how mm-hmm. he does other topics and stuff, and I know how he does like you know male ser- serial killers and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, let me see how how he how he does. You know, a show about these how he did his because some of them he did before I did mine. But I swear to God, I swear to God, I did one about uh, about Carla Homoka, mm-hmm. and like a week fucking later, he did one. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? So finally, I broke down and I listened to the one about Griselda Blanco. Mm-hmm. I like mine better. <laughs> no, 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 no offense, no offense, Dan Cummins, but I like mine better. Mm-hmm. I got better information. I like the way. I mean, he, I like the way he presented some things. I mean, he does his usual stuff within there. After right. you listen to Time Suck for a while, you'll you'll understand what I mean. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as the actual like uh, podcast about her, yeah, I like mine better. Right. And then I, I listened know. to the one about uh, the Borden. Ken and Barbie killers. Oh, well, okay. Lizzie Borden, yeah, I did. And mine was terrible, so his was better. <laughs> <laughs> but in my defense, that was like the first one I did. So, you know. <laughs> and I was brand new to podcasting, you know. Uh, so, and I, I, I feel bad, but, you know, since I'm not going to do that podcast anymore, I'm not going to worry about it. Because I thought, well, maybe I should redo. Nah. He just it had does. a lot more information about her than I did, so I do I do highly recommend you listening to his. Mm-hmm. If it takes a little bit to get used to, because I'm used to hearing podcasts like between people. Yeah. Uh, so once you get used to that dynamic, to have someone who's like mostly by themselves, I was like, okay, well, it's a you little listen bit to jarring. mine, and I'm by myself. Yeah, yeah but I know you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> You are used to my voice. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You've been listening to my voice for like, what, almost 20 years almost now. Almost 20 years. Almost 20 years, Byron. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I met you a year before Liam was born. Oh, my Jesus. It'll be 20 years next year. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, Shit. awesome, but That's at the same lot. time, wow. What the fuck? I know. I've known you like longer than I've known some of my uh, friends. I think the only people I've known longer than you are Doug and Doug and Chris. Wow. And and Trisha, right? My, my friend and Trisha, yeah, she's now my sister-in-law, but yeah. Oh yeah, true. Uh, yeah. And I and then my friend Krista Boltinghouse. That's it, though. I wow. I I like 
like uh, Dee and Renee, I didn't meet until, you know, I moved back here. Because they were, of course, not, and I didn't know Scott. I didn't Scott. I did not meet Scott because they didn't meet Scott until after, pretty much, I moved to Michigan in 1992. Okay. They didn't know him until after that. So. How long or right know around Renee? that time. Uh, well, since I didn't know Scott, I didn't know Renee. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. You know, married so we, to Scott. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I. Knew Scott I first, and then okay. Yeah. Okay. I did not meet either one of them actually until 2010, At when the I wedding? first saw no, when I saw Doug oh, you... for the first time in 18 years. Wow. When I came out to visit in 2010, and that was the first time I met them. That's crazy. So I've known you longer. I know, right? I've known you wow. longer than I've known my son. Because <laughs> <laughs> he just turned 18. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, you knew me yay, when I was congratulations, pregnant. Congratulations, but gosh. Huh. Yeah, yeah, you knew me when I was pregnant. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I know, it's weird, isn't it? That is, wow, that is awesome. It's awesome, and at the same time, I was like, that kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. Just the, just well, the time-wise, but I mean, yeah. it's just like, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, because it's, it's funny, the kids I used to teach now have kids. And I don't like I that. Me like, too. congratulations, good for you, but seriously, stop it. <laughs> me too. I know, right? You know, like Tabitha and Brittany and yeah. Brittany and yeah. Ugh. Cut it out, Brianna. The kids I used to watch are are teenagers now, like yeah. about to be young adults. Like, ugh. Again, well, it gets me too because now Liz's friends are having babies. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, Megan with her baby. Mm-hmm. And I remember little Megan, you know, when she was Didn't not... have a baby. <laughs> yeah, when she was like 12. Right. <laughs> so I've known her like 20 years also. Goodness. Yeah, because Liz, Liz is 28. Yeah. Because oh, they're both wow. 28 now. 28. Stop it. Again, congratulations, but seriously, cut it out. Yeah. I know that people say the same thing about me, and it's like, yeah, I know. I'm sure, sorry. yeah, I, I know, because just... I've known you since you were 16, and now you're yeah. not. I'm now I'm not yeah I don't I don't uh. well I don't know I was I was heavier at 16 but also like my body didn't ache as much at 16 so yeah hmm, I'm not sure what the trade-off would be there my body was kicking it when I was 16 but you know I was 16 and I I don't want to choose my dumbassery of 16 for the body because you know what at 53 I can still probably get a kicking body Mm. I I don't want to be a dumbass although you know I'm having my computer on mute, wondering why my headphones aren't working. This kind of proves I still have a little bit of dumbassery <laughs> going on in me. I was a boring teenager, so honestly, if I went back, my body wouldn't ache as much, even though I still have back problems. However, if I went back, I probably would like do the whole workout thing sooner. I didn't when I was a teenager because I was like self-conscious. Um, yeah. So that's the thing that sucks. You know, it's like, of course, when you get older, it's like you don't give too many fucks anymore. When you're 16, it's like if you're not the popular kid and like you you care too much about things that you shouldn't care about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was me. Very true. And so I was like, yeah, I wouldn't. There there are certain things like if there's a trade off, it's like, yeah, there needs to be more nuance to that. Like, I can't just like it can't be a zero sum thing. Sorry. Like, I had to take the what I know now. And go back to 16 then yeah I, I i would do that maybe 
I don't know if I would. I've, I've been thinking about that. Everybody thinks about that in their life, right? You know, right. would you do a Peggy Sue got married? Would you, you know, knowing what you know now, would you go back? And I probably would not. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because, one, you can't change it anyway, really. Because if you change it, then, like, I wouldn't have the two fabulous children I have. Mm-hmm. And, yes, I know. People go, yeah, but you wouldn't know it. Yeah, I know. But if I go back knowing what I know now, I would know it. That's the whole point of Peggy Sue got married. Right. She has to, she has to, she wants to change things at first. Then she realizes if she does, she won't have, you know, yes, you could possibly get rid of the bad things. But then again, you wouldn't have the good things either. Right. It's possible that you would not, it's possible things would go get worse. Right. It might not get better. It might actually get, well, you could make different mistakes that could actually be more detrimental than the ones you've already made. At least the ones easy. you've already made, you know that you've made them and now you can overcome them. Right. And that's usually how those stories turn out anyway, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Instead of zigging, you zagged, and now you're, like, in, you know, the Biff reality. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. That's the yeah, point. Yeah, we were in the Biff reality for sure uh-huh, for four uh-huh. years. Yeah. Something I think bitch. we're still there. I don't want to be <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, we kind of are. We kind of are, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. People are still a thing. So who is messing around with the time stream? Seriously, cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah. All right? Like it's not how this works. Like, it's a nice movie, but the the premise of Back to the Future is kind of bullshit. Because when you go back in time, what you're doing currently when you're back in time becomes your present. Thank you, yeah. Avengers. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that's supposed to be more fun than the Avengers. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you when you, you're trying to save the world or the universe, yeah, the stakes are much higher. But still, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yes, right. that is that is our off kilter. See how we do this? It's 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 good right. shit. Yeah, twenty minutes yeah. of just walking down memory lane and and well, uh, but it's fun though, and that's is. that's the fun part, you know. And it's again, like I said, I was happy that you were there for Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving because had lots of family, and it's my last one in Texas. Mm-hmm. So as far as I know. And um, so you know, it was a, it was it was great. So I'm hoping you know our listeners had great Thanksgivings. And if you did not, just know Thanksgiving is kind of. I'll be honest with you; these are all made up holidays. So fuck all it. right, again. just let it go then, and just say you know what, yeah. fuck it. I didn't have a great uh, Thanksgiving, but yeah. it's not the end of the world because it's yeah. a made up holiday anyway. And yeah. you know, just remember also get bitter and say, hey, I didn't want to celebrate colonization. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can just tell people I didn't want to sit there and celebrate colonization because it comes down to white supremacy too and I didn't want to do all that because yeah. that's really what Thanksgiving is yeah it's we like talked coloni- about that colonizers celebrating colonization that's that's yeah. the uh, hey, look, that's basically we the Indians we yeah. forced the Indians to be nice to us <laughs> and even the pilgrims are like we don't really like each other but we're just kind of here so yeah, we're here, yes. and y'all are nice, and give us food. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but that is not this podcast episode. We're going to keep it a little bit light. No. Well, a little yeah. bit lighter. Yeah, um, let's talk about those crazy language. Yeah, so I won't get on the soapbox, but I'm tired of people saying speak English or speak American, because you know what? English sucks. It does. It's it's crazy. The it's rules a, are absolutely crazy. Yeah, and we throw them all out anyway, because, you know, this is America. So... Uh, 
the one thing <laughs> that I used to be good at, but as you get older, you realize you're not smarter than a fifth grader because you have 20 years between the time you were in fifth grade and like real life has gotten its hooks in you. So, and yeah, use it or lose it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I used to be good at homonyms and homophones, um, okay. but apparently, uh, two years ago, I learned that there was a homograph. I said, what the fuck is that? Yeah, they did exactly. not teach that. No, probably because the teachers were like, what the fuck is that? Seriously. I was like... I never uh, taught that. I was like, a homograph? Where the hell did that come from? Well, then what is it? Okay, okay. so first tell us what a homonym and a homophone are, and then a homograph. All right, okay. Homophones, according to Merriam-Webster'sDictionary.com. So it should be a reputable source. Sure, yes, I I take Uh, it as reputable, yes. I know, right? (laughs) Mm, Yes, suck it, Tucker Carlson. Anyway... Yeah, right? Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> Did he say it wasn't? Well, no. It's just I check my sources and I know he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, right on. He's not supposed to. He's a talking head. But anyway. Yeah, that's right. All right. So homophones are words that sound the same, uh, but are different in meaning or spelling. Homographs are spelled the same, but differ in meaning or pronunciation. And okay. homonyms can be either or even both because you know why not (laughs) (laughs) so to to help you remember think of etymology homophones have the same sound as the greek word phonos homographs yeah phonos whatever whatever. yeah same same sound makes sense okay homographs have the same spelling in greek it's graphene and homonym comes from the greek word meaning name I'm not going to pronounce that because I don't know how to pronounce that. Onoma. Sure. Onomatopoeia? No. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, onomatopoeia is where the the sound is the word, like crash, bang, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. That's onomatopoeia. Okay. So, homophones, so same sound makes sense. Homographene is same spelling. So, that's your homograph. Okay. So to say spelling, but it's so homograph is um, spelled the same, but it's different in meaning or pronunciation, like lead and lead, read and read. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But see, I always thought that was homonym. So a homonym, it could, it could be both. So I am technically Aww. correct. That's the thing. Maybe that's why they didn't say homograph, homophone, and homonym, because you were kind of doing the same thing. What I guess. <laughs> What the fuck? Who's making this shit up? Seriously. People just making this shit up. Just to fuck with you. Just to fuck with you, yes. Because it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So homophones, right? They sound the same. Like what? Lay and lay or lie and lie. That's That would be pair a homo. Pair yeah. pair. Pair and pair. Yeah. Or, you know, two. Because it's not just a pair of pairs. There's three pairs. Two, two, and two. There, there, and there, yeah, yeah. all those. Yours, yours, yeah. and yours. Well, yours and yours. But, you know, seriously. Well, people are like, it's Y-O-U-R, not Y-O-U apostrophe R-E or whatever. I want to say, then, you know what? What the fuck? Why would you do this to people? I get the Y-O-U, you know, comma, or I'm sorry, apostrophe R-E. That's a contraction. I get yeah, that. Yeah, that's you are. Yeah. Yeah. But then, honestly, why does it have to be like the other one? Why O U R is just like you're possessing something. Possessive, yeah. It's a possessive. Yeah. It's just 
I mean, like, like you said, you could shorten it. English like, you are term. in possession of something. So you're in possession. You're in possession of your wallet. Like, yeah, fuck you. Get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bunch of shit. Ugh. English is trash. Mm. Then again, I have to say so is French because, you know, half of our language, anything that ends with a T-I-O-N is French. Oh, is it? Fucking William the Conqueror. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. I thought every, not William. everything, but I thought a large portion of it came from uh, Latin. No. Well, some did, but okay. uh, a third of it, I think it's a third of it now, came from uh, Anglo-Saxon. So anything that has mm. a silent K or a silent G-H um, come from, and, and then some of it, a silent E, come from Anglo-Saxon because those words were actually, those letters were actually pronounced. So like K-N-I-G-H-T, like a knight, uh, knight. in shining armor, was yeah. actually pronounced K-N-I-G-H-T-A. Oh, well, that yeah. would be a, a homophone night and night. In fact, yes. being the Batman fan that I am, when my mom got me a lunchbox when I was six and it had mm-hmm. the dark night on it, I didn't know that said night. I saw oh, night yeah. in the word because it's the K is what threw me off. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, it's night. So why is it dark night? What does that mean? Right. And she's like, no, exactly. it's, it's night. It's like, and no, so there, not. you know, back in the Anglo-Saxon <laughs> times, it was Knicta and and which would be K N I G H T or Nixa, which would be night, you know, like darkness. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so uh, when William the Conqueror came over to the British Isles from Normandy, you know, William of Normandy in 1066, mm-hmm. he brought the French language with him, and then uh, uh, all the the words ending in T I O N are French words, which makes sense, and then. Uh, yes, Spanish got thrown in with it mm-hmm. as well. So things like cowboy, you know, stuff like that are all Spanish words. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, some of it is Latin, but not a whole lot. Uh, the only way it would be Latin is through through French and Spanish, uh-huh. a little bit of Italian here and there, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of a hodgepodge, which is kind of okay, except, you know, sometimes I think we took, like, the worst of the rules. We took, like, everybody's rules and put them in a big hat or a big thing, shook it around and started pulling them out one by one. Okay, we're going to use this one, or we're going to use this one. All these rules of grammar that make mm. no sense. That don't make sense, and then we throw them out when they don't, when we don't, like, yeah. when we feel like it, honestly. It's like, it's completely yep. arbitrary. Yep. I, if you think I I'm wrong, not you persons, like would it, anybody listening, like, you think I'm wrong, just read somebody's Facebook dissertation. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's made things worse, right? Yes. Is the way people write. Yes. Well, and also and because like, they're trying to be shorthand, mm-hmm. I blame Prince because actually Prince was the one that created TechSpeak. That <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you know, first you use for emoji and TechSpeak because mm-hmm. you would put an eyeball for eye. Mm-hmm. You know, and he would use the letter just U for you. I blame Prince. But, you know, with all this shorthand, right, that people use for texting and all mm-hmm. that, uh, that's changed the way oh, we yeah. communicate also. And yeah. so to me, I think it's irritating. But then again, I'm the one that sends a text and I proofread it before I send it. It's all grammatically <laughs> correct. And... <laughs> I do that. I can't, I it depends can't on your audience. It depends on who, like, if it's, like, if it's to, like, my sister or something, I'm like, yeah, I misspelled something. But if it's, like, if I text you, I'd make sure that's because you were, you were my English teacher yeah, for a minute. Yeah, that's true, I was, yeah. I, I think, English uh, teacher, English and social studies. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, if I'm texting, like, one of my teachers or whatever, I was like, no, I better, I have to do this right, because it's like, I, 
I taught you better than that. It's like, yeah, yeah, you did. Right. Sorry. Well, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, usually a casual person, but when it comes to certain things, yeah, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll speak casually too. I use slang and all that kind of stuff too, mm-hmm. right? Trump but even the slang is spelled right. That, that was yeah, really... well, it will be. Yes, if it's in a text I, in a, or an email. In my opinion, okay. So here's here's my my weird skewed idea. This is why, because that shit lasts forever out there. Yes, right? it does. And if I'm gonna leave something out there forever, it's gonna look right. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. Mm-hmm. It's going to look correct because <laughs> I know that's weird. But I've always, in my head, I've always had thoughts about posterity, right? I don't know why. I just always do. You know, I like to keep journals and all that kind of stuff, right? And mm. yes, in my journal, everything is correct. Yep. All grammar is done correctly. And even though, you know, people are like, but that's just for you. Why do you care? Because I do. Because mm-hmm. when I go in and I have, yes, I have gone back and read some of my journals and corrected them. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm just that fucking anal about it. <laughs> now, I don't correct other people's grammar in their texts to me. I don't. Mm-hmm. Because that's not fair. They're, you know, sometimes people don't have time for that. I get that. But I will always... And if you see something incorrect by me, one of two things has happened. One, I've probably texted it without my glasses. <laughs> and that happens. Or two, I am under duress. <laughs> <laughs> Like somebody has like kidnapped me. <laughs> that would be funny. It's like wait, a, like wait a minute, but, wait a minute. You have time yeah, to but, text me while you're being held at gunpoint, and you just well, if they're telling me, yeah, well, if they're telling me, I need you to, you know, somebody waiting for you. Yes, they'll know I'm gone. Well, then text them right now. You know, <laughs> right? text them now and tell them that you're okay. okay. Like, well, but if I tell them I'm okay, they'll know I'm not okay. Yeah, right. So if you get something that is like now one or two words misspelled or whatever, it's probably I don't have my glasses on. But if you get an entire thing that's nothing but text speak yeah. and and emojis or whatever from me, you'll know I am in trouble. <laughs> because I, you know, I'll send emojis, but they're well placed. Mm-hmm. They're not fancy. I'm not good with them. I don't I can't look them up and have like a whole conversation emojis like my friend Kelly can. Yeah. I'm not. So I'm like, how do you do that so fast? I mean, I really how do how do people emoji so fast? Mm-hmm. I cannot. And when did emoji become a verb? I just didn't. right. Well, I mean, it's like you know, <laughs> the Twitter or Facebook is a verb, right? Yeah, well, I'll Facebook you. That's yeah. gross. I'm like, yeah. Do I have to pay extra for that? Well, I like how they change, like, because when Twitter came out, it's like we're twittering. It's like uh, we'll shorten that to tweeting because Tweet. twittering just sounds weird. Well, so does tweeting. It does, but at least it made sense with the bird. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that makes, it makes sense, I guess, in context, but I was like, Twittering? What? Because that's what I was like, Twitter. What the fuck is Twitter? Why would you call it Twitter? Because the only thing I could think of is like when you twiddle your thumbs. Yeah. I was like, Twitter. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. And then when you, when the mascot, or the, uh, not mascot, what's that thing called? The, um, logo. Logo. Thank you. When that came, I was like, it's the bird. It's like, oh, tweeting. I see. That makes more sense. I still don't like it, and I don't have Twitter. Well, we only have one for this show. That's it. We have one for the show, and I'm not sure how long that's going to last, Elon. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fuck him. I'd be I'd be perfectly fine if we got off Twitter. Well, other than posting the episodes, we don't use it. So yeah. (laughs) For those of you who follow us on Twitter, thank you. But you know, yeah. (laughs) Whatever. But you'll notice we don't post anything on Twitter. 
I guess if, you know, I maybe we should. Maybe we should try to make this really big so our voices are heard so we can basically tell Elon Musk, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And that we will never tweet enough for, for us to owe you any money. Yeah, I know, right? I'm never going to go for an allowed amount. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I will never is... pay for social media. I'm not going to pay for social media. Yeah, if it's not free, that. I'm not doing it. Right? That's all there is to it. Like, and yeah, so, right. like, I'm not. I would never pay for Facebook, and I'm not on that anymore yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, I could but live like Snapchat, well, not doing it. And I think for I'm us, it's like we it. grew up without it anyway, so it wouldn't be that much yeah. of a loss for us. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's now the people and behind us, yes, they'd go through withdrawal honestly because they don't know. I don't know because Liz doesn't. Liz does. Facebook but Liz on is occasion. part of that. But she's part of oh, that, that cusp yeah, generation. Yeah, she's 28. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. 28. So, yeah, that's true. She didn't have social but, media until she was, yeah. like, what, 12, 14 or whatever. Yeah. And then there's the outliers, like my mm-hmm. son, who does not do social media. He does Instagram mm-hmm. on occasion, but he doesn't do any other social media. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't have an Instagram. Yeah, and I have one, and I've not used it in a while. <laughs> I, don't, I don't plan on it, and I do, I do not TikTok. Ever. I, I will never fucking no. TikTok. Nope. To me, nah. First of all, uh, uh, I don't have an iPhone because I don't. I know. I know that people have my information, but I don't want to make it easier for the Chinese and have an iPhone. Yeah, because isn't it something about like a like China's using TikTok as a backdoor to do something? Sure, they are. Sure, they are. I don't. And I understand. Mm. I have an Android, and I know it's the same thing. I get mm. that. Sure, but I'm not gonna make it any easier. By having an iPhone, you know. Right. Yeah. Plus, yeah. Plus, I I don't want to be on that bandwagon. I try to be the person that's not on the bandwagon. Yeah. Because I'm a curmudgeon. <laughs> when I it comes think... to that kind of shit. Yeah, it took me a while to even come to social media. The only reason why I did um, was actually to keep in contact with like you and like a few other people. Yeah. And that who was are it. you joking? How long did it take for you to get like a not a, a smartphone? God damn. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get one until 2014. I admire that, though. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Like, I, I admire your conviction. One. I yeah, don't I need one. And then all the yeah. new phones, it's like, well, no, now you have to get one. It's like, oh, well. Well, here's, all the, here's, here's, the, here's the fuckery that I'm having to deal with. Verizon sent me a letter and said, hey, as when starting in December, uh, you will not be able to use your phone anymore. And I'm like, why the fuck? So I keep reading. It's like, oh, we won't support 3 and 4G phones anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. So they're they're gonna try to force me to get a new phone so I can keep their service. Well, little do they know, and they might know now. I don't fucking care. I'm leaving them and going to Mint Mobile anyway, so they can ah. fuck off. Because mm-hmm. I bought my phone from the Mint Mobile website, so I know Mint Mobile supports three and four G. So they can fuck off. I hate Verizon so much. They Here's they a... charge so much for data. I yeah. can't. Uh, I can't fucking stand them anymore. I'm done with them. My mom told me there, about this one called Tello. Um, they're like ten dollars a I think month. I heard that too. Yeah, yeah. Mint Mobile's fifteen. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so got some options, I guess. There's like yeah, Tello, because Mint Mobile, right and Philo? now I'm paying. I'm, no, Philo's like cable. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> paying like two hundred and something dollars for three phones for Verizon, and that's without the over. I have a six hundred dollar Verizon bill. Because they were overcharging me for, for, for fucking data. Nope. Yep. I know. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I'm fucking leaving them. Mm-hmm, absolutely not. That and them sending me that letter. Sorry to tell you. Mm-mm. Like, sorry to tell you. I'm leaving you, bitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Here's my a, rant for the day. What's a homophone or a homonym for that? Mm. Right? Because <laughs> then there's okay. also idioms. Yeah. 
Yes, that's what I was going to say. Now, I can get a euphemism for them. Yeah, right? Idioms, euphemisms. What was the other one? Colloquial, ah. Colloquialism, yes. Yeah, colloquialisms. We t- yeah. Uh, and uh, yep. what was the other one? There were a few. I think that was, yeah, I think those were the main ones, though, that we wanted to, that we were yes. going to talk about. I mean, because we, all right, we so, got it all. So tell me, here's the thing. <laughs> What's the difference between an idiom and a colloquialism? Let me ask my friend uh, uh, Miriam Webster. Yeah. Yes. All right. Miriam. Hey, Miriam. <clears throat> An idiom is a phrase that holds a certain meaning with only a specific group of people. Right on. A colloquialism is a word or a phrase which is considered informal. Oh, it was. I know what it was. It was cliche. Cliches. Yes, and those are overused. Yes, because yes. we were gonna we talked about how idioms um, can, and cliche, cliches, cliches yeah, yeah, yes, because they're overused. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, what are some examples? Well, an idiom is anything, not anything, but it is. Oh, aphorism was the other one. That's what it was. Aphorism, yes. Yeah. Aphorism, not aphorism. Yeah. Because <laughs> it took me a minute. I was like, aphorism? It's like, no. I like aphorism. Four, yeah. Aphorism. I told you the other night how I like aphorism. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that's, that's a, aphorism will be in our Black History episode. Any, I'm yes. kidding. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I don't think there is an aphorism. We'll make it oh. up. There well, you we go. We can make that up. We sure I, will. Okay, I really like afros. I think yes. they're actually really cool. I actually even had a white kid that had an afro at my school. He had to cut it because he got a job. But I was, um, I loved it. I just, well, I wow. like big bushy hair. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. You should file a complaint. It's like, oh, wait a minute. You white dude had to cut your hair because you had an afro. I know, right? Now you know yeah, how, how it feels. Hey, yep, see, I told you. We got the same. Waterburger made him cut it. We have the same problem. That's all I've been yeah. telling you. Anyway. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was about to pitch a fit a year or two ago. When was it? No, when Liam started at middle school and he was growing his hair out. Mm-hmm. At first they were like, well, boys need to have short haircuts and marching man. And I'm like, the fuck they do? Uh-uh. <laughs> we're not doing this. And then come to find out, nope, that's not true. They changed those rules. But they mm-hmm. had never changed it in the like the student handbook yet. And I was like, because I'm going to go down there and fucking process. How come that little bitch over there can have ass long hair, put it into a, a, a bun, and mm-hmm. they're wearing a hat? Right. How come they can, she can put it in a bun, but he can't? Because, yeah, I was ready to throw down on that one. <laughs> anybody, anytime anybody talks about somebody's hair, okay, yeah, yeah, you want it not in the food? Yeah, I can put it in a bun and put a net on. That's fine. Right. But if you're going to make a, a, a dude cut his hair, but not the chick, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Well, and vice versa. If you're going to let a dude do this, but the chick can't, no, uh uh-uh. uh. Right. Not, not doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, at my school, they finally got rid of the rules that said boys can't wear earrings. It's like, yeah. a rule for that? Yeah. Oh, my school is conservative, yeah. Well, mm. not as conservative as, like, heritage. Right. <laughs> but it was as far as dress code was concerned, because it's a, uh, a charter school. And so it was, mm. you know. But they relaxed that rule because it's like, but you know what? For some people, it's part of their religion, too, though. Mm-hmm. Some boys do... Like, we had a, a boy, it was part of his religion to not shave his, his beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was like, okay, so if I have to prove that it's part of my religion to be able to do it, that's, that kind of goes even further dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they finally just got rid of it. 
It's like it's so and much so now, of an yeah, asshole. That is. just a PR nightmare of like, okay, yeah. you're really doing, especially in a state that is always, you know, bemoaning the constitution of like how great it is or whatever. It's like, but you're infringing on it. Do you really yeah, want to do exactly. that? Oh, okay. Exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying. But, you anyway. know, so, all right. So idioms and it was idioms and cliches. Let's talk about those first. Yes. So give me an example of an idiom. Call it a day. Break a leg. A penny for your thoughts. Raining cats and dogs are all idioms. Fit as a yeah. fiddle. A storm in a teacup I've never heard of, but okay. Now those, those, by the way, are really hard for immigrants mm -hmm. because they want to take them literally. Mm -hmm. so, so when you say, you know, what, what was the one before the teacup? Fit as a fiddle. Fit as a fiddle. To where they're like, I don't understand, is that, what does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. how is a fiddle fit? And right. then also I had, uh, you know, there's a comedian out there and I don't remember where I saw this and it's not mine, but there's the, like this uh, troupe or whatever. And they were talking about how, you know, this foreigner went to a party mm -hmm. and they were, somebody said, oh, well, she, you know, she's such a party pooper. And he was like. <laughs> She poops at parties? <laughs> Why would she poop at parties? That is so gross. And it's like, well, that's, you know, again, that's an idiom, right? It's a party pooper. It's like, okay, well, again, what does that mean? And then, okay, so for cliches, those can be cliches if they're overdone, right? Fit as a fiddle is overdone, so it's kind of cliche. But mm. what are some other examples of cliches? Calm before the storm. Oh, yeah. Because mm -hmm, we yep. say that all, all those the are time. used every day. Mm -hmm. Like if you Google those cliches, they're used all the all every day. Mm -hmm. or, like you could uh, just talk in cliches. Yeah, or like <laughs> whether it's certain phrases or um, certain situations. It's like we've seen this. It's it's you know, boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets cute, girl yeah, back. That's Cliché. True, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or what, yeah, so the meet it's... cute. Yeah, that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so what's an aphorism? An aphorism is. Let me pull that up. <clears throat> aphorism. I'm not as familiar with that terminology. All right. Oh yes, this one was a pithy observation that contains a general truth, such as if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Pithy. <laughs> yeah. Pithy. Who uses that in English language, like on a daily basis? Pithy. Pithy, no. But if, know, right? if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. That was like, in a song. Mm hmm. Uh, well, that's a cliche and apparently an aphorism. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, pithy. It's like loquacious or lackadaisical. Who the hell says that on a daily basis? I do. Do you? And I, I say loquacious that. also. Lackadaisical. <laughs> I like that one. It's like, oh, the multi syllable words. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's yeah. it. You don't hear that very often in America because America, uh -huh. they, they, they America. can't even say America. They got to yeah. put it down to America. one syllable. America. America. <laughs> Which is funny, too, because see, this is where it gets dangerous, though, because sometimes some of those folks will learn multisyllable words and actually know how to say them, but they still don't know what they mean. Yeah. You got to watch out with those because, you know, some of them become governor. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> I said what I said. Anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, DeSantin. Anyway, to Satan. To Satan. <laughs> I didn't come up with that. I wish I did. It's like, oh, it just it sticks. I like it. Yeah. Because <sighs> the like Satan is is Trump, but if if Trump read, so that's what makes him dangerous. It's like, damn yeah, it. 
He is, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, you He's know. Trump without the drama. Yeah, it's like, dang it. That's the scariest part. It's like, he knows what he's doing. Yep, he yeah. does, unfortunately. But I'm moving to Florida. I'm sorry. Well, I know, well, <laughs> West, you've been to Key West. You know yes. Key West is not like the rest of Florida. Actually, the whole Keys are not like the rest of Florida. And so here I am. I'm I'm a liberal moving to that that state, and I vote, mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I vote, and I plan on becoming just a little bit active when I go there. Meaning I'm going to march around saying, "Have you voted yet? Let's register you to vote. Let's vote. Let's vote." I'm going yes. to be much more active. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to join the motherfucker. I'm going to run for the fucking school board. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Of I Key like West, it. Florida. Hey. I betcha. That because, is activism in motion. I love it. Uh-huh. I might not want to teach. Well, I know I don't want to teach anymore, but I want to say, and actually, teaching, I do have a say, but I'd like to have more of a say. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to impact more. And so I, I think we need a little few more liberals on these uh, school boards. If I was staying in Texas, I'd run for the one here. Mm-hmm. Definitely Plano, but definitely state. Nice. I would, and then you know what I do? I'd probably lie, say I'm a Republican, get there and just vote liberal every single time. <laughs> <laughs> I just want somebody to do that one time, you know? Just, just they to do. prove Their that names the are party Manchin affiliation. And, uh, and uh, who's yeah. the other one? That's the, see, they do that. That's the problem. They do. Like, yeah. damn it. Well, like, I, I'd ugh. like to do it for the good guys once. I know, right? Yeah. But that's all right. But I, I do plan on, you know, uh, becoming much more active. Because uh, that'll be a smaller community, and, um, you know, I, I just would like to become part of it. Mm-hmm. So I plan on it uh, hey. when we move. I'd like to, you know, be part of the Chamber of Commerce, all that stuff. See, class, this is why we do this podcast. You learn how to maneuver and why you should do certain things. If you're moving in the positive, your destination is the brightest star. Thank you, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, sorry. I just, to, I just awesome. throw that out there. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, I like it. I like yes. it. Yeah. Okay. But I, you know, I just feel like I need to be more active. I feel. I feel. You know, I've done 25 years of public service by being a social English slash social studies teacher, mm-hmm. but now that that's coming to an end, I I wanna I wanna still be active in my community, uh, and I I want to have you know maybe even more of an impact or a change, and you know agent of change. And so Definitely. I figure I don't I don't want to necessarily be an actual politician. You know, I don't want to be mayor or anything. Mm-hmm. But I figure, well, I do know about education. Mm-hmm. And I do know about education in a fucking conservative state because I'm in Texas. <laughs> and therefore, you know, I'd like to keep keep uh, Key West weird. I'd like to keep it, you know, right. not overly conservative. So mm-hmm. I want those babies to grow up with a heart. And even like just even the word conservative, like the way that it's morphed, like the the context yeah, and connotation is taken yeah. on. Well, that right? for liberal also. Yeah, both. of course. Because the funny thing is, when you really peel it back, it's like it's all at least in the United States or this region of the world, the Western world, it's all conservatism. It's just oh, a it different is. degree it of is. this of conservatism. Yeah, because well, because we don't have because the way our system works, mm-hmm. we don't we don't have as many much need or or we're we're i shouldn't say need that's not fair 
we're we're not in a situation where coups happen all the time where you do have the ultra liberal who are going to you know come in or the ultra conservative and do the same thing you know when you think of ultra and we do have some far rights of course we do you know conspiracy theorists racists all that kind of stuff which do kind of fall under an ultra conservative mantle the way let's say oh fucking nazis did mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so that may be but as far as liberal mm, you know, I'm not quite seeing like you know, like a whole socialist communist takeover. Mm-hmm. It's not happening, and that's mm-hmm. usually what you know. Even though I know a lot of people that are on the side of the right feel that that's happening, but they are bougie, spoiled, rotten bitches who mm-hmm. don't understand what true liberalism is. Mm-hmm. That's why they're neo libs. But then also, even like they don't know what socialism or communism is. No, that's they because of McCarthyism um, and then of course like their parents growing up during the Red Scare and mm-hmm. passing that down because you had your second Red Scare during the 80s so where their parents grew up and so you just passed that on um, to them it's like so right. really when you learn about communism and socialism outside of it being what you fought against in um, World War Two as far as it being America's greatest generation, like once you start that indoctrination process, uh-huh. like you really, like honestly, like what is communism? What is socialism, right? And um, like for me personally, I don't identify as a socialist or a communist. Actually, I'm not. The thing is, is like I understand there are certain parts of it. It's like, well, that makes sense, at least on paper. It may not work in uh-huh. practice. Right. But what you have, at least again, in this region of the world, it's kind of it's it's this weird like it's it's still a capitalist nation, but there yeah. are, there are parts of communism and socialism that kind of work within sure. the capitalist system. I mean, well, all the people we, who we vote against it, department. right? Police, fire, right? Schools, or schools, libraries. public schools. Uh, all the people who vote against themselves all the time. It's like you get social security. It's in the fucking name. Just yep, exactly. say. Medicare, like, Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And this is why they keep trying to take it away. Employment. The holidays that you have, children, labor laws are because yeah. of social unions are because of what you, we used to have, a socialist party. And really the yep. only reason why you had a socialist party was to kind of curtail those with power. Like that was the whole point. If this is supposed to be a checks and balances, well, you need that balance. Yep. We don't have that anymore. Or at least that. Well, we definitely don't have a socialist party anymore. But we, um, with unions and things like that, it's like we we don't have that same counterbalance. That doesn't mean yeah. to say that you know, unions, of course, weren't always all are not always that they are not always the best either. As far as um, certain unions, but again, that they, they fall prey to power dynamics like almost any sure. other group. Because, so, well, you're dealing with humans, so... Yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, you had your Teamsters. This is why Jimmy Hoffa is still missing. We all know he's dead, but still. Um, he better be. He'd be, like, 100-something years seriously. old. Seriously. No, he's yeah. over here with, like, Tupac and... No, I'm kidding. Um, Elvis. Yeah. But, pumping um, gas in Kalamazoo. Exactly. No, but, um, you know, it's, like, even... Um, like with the Teamsters or whether it's like your police unions, like y'all always talk about unions. It's like the police have unions. Just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how's that power abused? See, like so on and so forth. Like all of that stuff, it all connects, it all functions in a very specific way for a very specific reason. 
Um, but yeah, like you said, humans are humans. And so it's that constant tension of how do you balance things, right? Yeah. And that's where the work lies. Like, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know, right? But that's what makes things interesting. The problem, of course, is, well, my way is right. Yours is wrong. Do what I say. I'm going to have you killed. Right. Mm. Yeah. Right? That's... Mm. Like, yeah. That you're not going to win too many people over with that. But those no. with power <laughs> do that, Right. And that's why you have this, this current... That doesn't win me over. <laughs> right? That's why we have this current uh, fluctuation of the far right. They, they've come back, but they're more powerful, right? They go away for a minute. They, you know, get kicked in the ass a little bit, and then they come back stronger than ever. It's like, hey, you got us last time, but haha, look, you really didn't get us. The Empire does strike back. Yeah. I know. We need a Jedi. Where's the return of the Jedi? I'm just kidding. Anyway. We don't need Jedis. Jedis suck. Yeah, where's the, but the gray are Jedi's are right? Aren't the gray Jedi's good? I don't know. Whatever. No, Jedi's are kind of buttholes. All right. <laughs> well, we need a new hope. How about that? <laughs> yeah. We need more people like uh, like Han Solo. Mm-hmm. The scoundrels. Yeah. You mean the radicals? Oh my god. The scoundrels with heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh well. But who? I digress. Yes, that's all right. I digress. All right, so so, all right, so medium? let's talk about euphemisms. Oh, oh gosh, euphemisms right. are great. So here's one. I'm gonna give you a sexual euphemism. So like, and I I talked about this the other night at Thanksgiving when I asked if anybody had seen uh if you'd seen Grumpy Old Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, who's it? Burgess Baird. Let me start over. Burgess Meredith, <laughs> not Burgess. <laughs> Anyway, Burgess Meredith, uh, old actor, okay, uh, he was in it, and he plays this, one of the grumpy, he, he plays Jack Lemmon's uh, dad. So, Grumpy Old Men is with Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, all these really old actors, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who are all dead now, by the way, of course. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so, uh, Burgess Meredith is, is an even older actor, because I think he was like 95 when he did the, the first Grumpy old man, but he had grumpy, grumpy er old man. The sequel, uh, he's like sitting there, and <laughs> there's a scene where he's talking to Jack Lemon, and they're talking about sex. Now these are old men, right? Jack Lemon's like 75, <laughs> and Merges Bear that's like 95. So he's he's talking about sex, and he's like, yeah, you know, we're gonna take that sausage train to t- tuna town. And he's talking about <laughs> sex, sausage train to tuna town. And then there's, you know, anything phallic. Yeah. Yeah, hot dogs. Or, or you know, you can go uh, total Freud on it, right? Yeah. Sometimes a cigar is a, just a cigar, but sometimes it's not. Right. Snakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, lizards. Like, like when they have, yeah, it, pretty much any reptile is, is yeah. Uh, yeah, like, even though I've never, well, gosh, I would hope nobody ever referred to their <laughs> their member as a chameleon. It's like, ah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it just euphemisms, you know, uh, you know, don't have to be sexual. But usually when people think about euphemisms, they, mm-hmm. you know, it's a sexual of a sexual nature. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where that whole that's what she said came along. Right. Yeah. So when people are sitting there and they're like, yeah, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But anytime anybody says that's what she says, it's because yeah. whatever you said sounds like a euphemism for sex. You know, so, That's so when you just follow it up. It's like, yeah, but she didn't say it to you. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
My oh, trainer did that one time. I don't remember what I said. He's like, yeah, that's I what she said. Like, yeah, but she didn't say it to your ass. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> your trainer. Oh my god. Yeah, former trainer. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a. Hmm. No, it's not really a story. It's just like, uh, he wasn't that bright, but he was young. That's, he wasn't you know, that bright. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. He tried to have some conversations with the boy, and it's like, yeah, this. This is why this is why you're here. Not to diss trainers. This is trainers. why you're a trainer. Like, no, 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 not to diss trainers. Like no, because like okay. being a kinesiologist is is it takes work. It's like oh, yeah, okay. well, you can do that, different. sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, like this is why this is your field. Stay here. This is your lane. Stay here. Because Stay everything here, else and he's young. Like at the time he was I think he was like 20. And the only reason oh, yeah. why I I t- or I I went to him is because he was starting his training um, business or whatever. So I did it to help him out. And so I was like, all right, this is why you're a trader. Like this is, this is your wheelhouse. This is good. You're mostly good at that. A little rough around the edges, but we'll forgive it. You're new. Uh, And you're also (laughs) 20. So yeah, we can't have the, the, the kind of conversations you and I have. It's like, yeah, sir, you're, you're not ready for that yet. Like you, you tried and you failed miserably, but you know what? Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. are some astute young people out there. There are. Oh, yes. My son is one of them, I think. Yes. I think he, he's, he does pretty well with conversations. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that are just very young. And mm-hmm. then you're like, yeah, you're 20, but man, yeah. you got a lot of living to go before you can really I was 20 once. All the stuff this, I'm yeah. saying now, I was not saying mm-hmm. at 20. Yeah. Granted, well, I was, I mean, it was definitely still post, not. I was, right? oh, I was so young. I was mm-hmm. a very immature person. For a very long time, I actually I, th- I think I still am sometimes when it comes to certain things, uh, but definitely up until like my forties, mm-hmm. uh, I was very immature for my age. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely in my teens and my twenties, it was mm-hmm. terrible. You know, like I look at some like my daughter. I'm looking at the stuff that she's done. And I'm like, I never thought of doing that when I was you know her age. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm I like that. I like that you know she she's doing better than I did when I was in my twenties. Yeah, I'm I'm very pleased about that cuz you know, I had her when I was 25 and that kind of helped. That kind of brought me to a more mature place. Mm-hmm. But all around I was not and definitely when I was, you know, before her. Oh my god. I was really you really were young. immature for my age. Yeah, I, mean, I was and I I just didn't, you know, you be young wild I just and free. Didn't have it going on, you know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, who does at twenty? Well, I'm not always the, I mean, I'm not were, always the brightest bulb either. Yeah, but you weren't an Olsen twin. I mean, really, come on. No, I was not. Right? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not like all of your your life, like every moment of your life was planned out for you until you turned eighteen. Like, you'll be fine. No, no but honestly, like, it was not. I did have some street smarts. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I, you know, I did. I had a lot of experiences, and mm-hmm. so with some things, you know, I was very smart, but. When it comes to a lot of other things, I didn't. I didn't know to ask questions. You know, I I could be further along in my life had I known to ask questions, mm-hmm. and I I just didn't. So you know, for me, it's like you know, teaching my students. It's like, sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you the stuff that's in the curriculum. Well, I'm gonna go beyond the curriculum because this is Texas and their curriculum sucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, not only that, but I'm gonna tell you a couple things, and one of them is to always ask questions. Because you, nobody will volunteer information to you. Right. Especially when it comes to college, getting into college, student loans, 
any of that kind of shit. Nobody's going to volunteer that for you. And even if you fill out the paperwork that they have you fill out these days, like before you graduate, you have to fill out like FAFSA and all this other kind of stuff. Good for them for having you do that now. But they're still not going to volunteer information that you probably still need to know. Yeah. And so you need to start asking questions. Even the and basics of yeah. um, like knowing uh, what catalog you go by or like yep. what rules you go by. Like because they change the catalog each year. It's like well, yep. you have to ask the question to know um, what do I go by. Right, yeah, exactly. Because if they yes. change Which it, one? it's like, well, shoot, now this year I got to do this and that. It's like, actually, no, you don't. But how would you know that, right? Right. Yeah. Because um, it ask questions, and then next is uh, verify those answers. Right. Trust but verify. So like, yeah. ask questions, and then and then ver- verify your sources. Because uh, of course, you know, if you ask your classmate, they may not they may not know, or if you ask the wrong professor. Or like one of the advisors who just doesn't care anymore because they're like on their way to retire or something. Yeah, you, know, you get professors like something, too. Don't trust yeah. professors. You'll get something professors completely wrong. Shit. Yeah, so it's like because my uh, my last my senior year um, in college, uh, I was told I needed to take a Spanish class, and that was going to be like fifteen hundred dollars. Like absolutely not. So I I found out that all I needed to do was take the placement test and I could place out of the Spanish uh, class that they wanted me to take. Because it was like it was entry level Spanish. Um, And I had had not only um, six years of Spanish from IAF from like seventh grade through 12th grade. um, But I also had two semesters of Spanish when I got to um, undergrad. So I was like, I don't need to take a I've already taken a Spanish class oh well it didn't transfer as wise like yeah fuck y'all I'm not taking another damn class and y'all hit me with this the the, um, the semester I graduate man yeah no huh kiss my grits Mm-mm. yeah so I took the test and tested out of it it's like yeah get out of my nice. face yeah and I did it for exactly. free I took the test for free it's like yeah $1500 plus versus a free test that takes two hours suck my big toe anyway exactly which is an idiom Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? See how we tie it all together? <laughs> and, and, and can be a cliche. It can be. But nobody says suck my big toe. They say suck something else. And that's cliche. Oh, yes. yeah, that is cliche. And, you know, oh, I'm going to say that. My mom listens to this podcast. I can't say that. Suck my beep. Yeah, that's suck my cliche. Big, they suck my big toe. Come up with a different body part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can't say suck on my thumb because that's a euphemism and that's just gross. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, is it? I mean, oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Well, because like well, people do that. Said. I'm like, ew, get get off, ew, no. Well, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Nope, not doing it. Um, and then there's uh. Hey, oh, go, right, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. I was just gonna say there's um, uh, calm before the storm or call a spade a spade. I was I was like. What does that even mean? Every time I hear that, yeah. I always think about the cards. But I'm just like, so what's a spade? Outside of some the of its other, comment. yeah, other than that. But yeah, I was like, when we call a spade a spade, like, so what if I call a jack a jack or a queen a queen? Like, is that how that works? <laughs> Are we yeah. playing solitaire? Did you, did you find out what it means? <laughs> Um, some of them, it'll say, let's see, call a spade a spade is a figurative expression. It refers to calling something as it is. Uh... Okay. 
No, that's just the Wikipedia definition. It doesn't give me like It must a be something to do with like it must be something to do with uh cards. Uh, a card. Oh, game. history. Haha. -ha. Uh let's see. The ultimate source of this idiom is Plutarch's Oh gosh. Apothemagamata dead whatever. I'm not messing that up. Anyway. Uh, I think you already did. I did. I think you already messed it up. Calling a fig a fig or a trow a trow as is the history that they give. So okay. thank you, Plutarch. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, see this this is this is why I don't use it. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't make sense to me, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't make sense to me as a native English speaker, I can only empathize and sympathize to those who are not. Right. Exactly. I also wonder too, I think, well, each, because it's a cultural thing too, because each culture has their own idioms or, um, or how we, how we take words and make them mean 15 different things than their original word, like bad. Right? Yeah. Like bad can be mm -hmm. negative, but bad can also be cool. Right? Yeah. Or a ride. Yeah. Um, so a bad ride is it, it could suck like you're in the back of a taxi car in Manhattan, which I have been, and that sucks. Or yeah. it could be a really cool car. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so somebody who's not a native uh, English speaker would be like, so what did you just say? But in Spanish, I know this. Huevos is eggs, but huevos is also a direct, not derogatory, yep. but it's also uh, another word for balls. Yep. Mm -hmm. Testicles. He's got yep. grande huevos. Huevos yep. grande. Huevos grandes. Like, ah. So every culture has had them or does it. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. It's, it's, a, well, like, it's a cultural thing, but like here, at least in the United States, because like, we're native English speakers, but then it's because we're indoctrinated um, to think that it's because it's our first language. Therefore, it's either the best or the only. And then everything else is like kind of like subsequent to it. Non-English. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we, we tend to go like, oh, like the, the only other like higher form of English is like proper English. And no one speaks that unless you live in the UK. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's English. The, yeah, the Queen's English. Which I guess would be the King's English now. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> King Charles the Third. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody think about her? I'm gonna speak her English. I'd rather speak uh, the Duchess English. How about that? Fergie's English. London, London, London. How about that? Nobody knows which, that unless they bought which the album. Fergie? The singer which Fergie. Fergie. I know, I'm just teasing, because there was a Princess Fergie. <laughs> oh, there was? Prince Andrew's wife. Yeah, the red-headed one. Oh, yeah. Prince Andrew's wife, Fergie. Oh, no, I wouldn't think about her. <laughs> <laughs> but I get, I get, yeah. Yeah, I like, had that. but on, only if you have the album or were, you know. In, I have it. Right? Into music, because, oh, gosh. Mm. Shoot, Fergie burst onto the, well. She has a whole story history too, but as far as her being Fergie, she burst on in twenty uh twenty in two thousand and three, um, with the Black Eyed Peas and then did her solo album in two thousand and six. Mm. Um, which we did reference God, in this podcast. Was it that long ago? I know, right? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
And isn't it sad that I, I, I kind of almost want to go back to 2006, just comparatively speaking, 16 years ago. And, like, things still sucked, but I guess they didn't suck as bad. And, well, and here's they the thing. They did to me. They I did, but... my he, ex. Well, <laughs> this, is, this is also how, um, and this is, this is where I try. It doesn't always work, but I try and give... Um, people who identify as conservatives a little bit of more space and grace because nostalgia is what's so dangerous yeah because going back to 2006 compared to your present day does seem a lot better it was 16 years ago i was third i was 18 Uh, yeah i was 18 turning 19 so i didn't have to think about a mortgage worth of rent i didn't have to think about um buying my own groceries because I still lived at home. I didn't have to think about gas yet because gas wasn't astronomical as it is now. Um, Like, I didn't have any worries. Well, I didn't have as many worries as I do now, right? Yeah, that seems like a lot better. So when you talk to people who identify as conservatives, you always hear them say the same thing. It's like, it wasn't like that when I was little. Well, for them, it wasn't because they didn't have to worry about that. It's like, well, when I was a little kid or when when I was a teenager, you know, this, this and this was happening. Yeah. Well, technically it was for you because you were a teenager. You didn't have to worry about it. That's the whole point. So we play on think about, you know, Reagan as trash as he was. He wanted to turn the clock back to the 50s. Well, he was a movie star in the 50s. Yeah, no kidding. Why not go back to that? Right? I mean, comparatively speaking, like, yes, 20, well, 2020 especially was a dumpster fire. If I could go back to 2010, I'd be much happier. (laughs) Or the year 2000. Yes. Before September 11th happened. Exactly. And destroyed a lot of lives. Well, damn right. I've, I, Doug and I have had this conversation a lot of times, too, you know, because we grew up, you know, together in high school and all that. And it's like, yeah, would you go back to 1985? Yeah, maybe. But I don't think I'd want to stay. You know what would be kind of cool is time travel tourism. Mm-hmm. Like, but the only way you could do that is through a holodeck, like on Star Trek. <laughs> otherwise, you, <laughs> well, otherwise you'd fuck stuff up, right? And you don't, mm-hmm. don't want to do that. And so, you know, even though people say they do, they, they really don't. Um, so, you know, I think it would be fun to have a holodeck to where I could go back to 1985 and, you know, Doug and I could make out and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. L- live those fantasies. Yeah. But, but I personally, looking back, uh, I don't want to go back to, to a lot of those. I don't want to be a teenager again. Mm-hmm. A teenager, it was, it was, it was kind of okay for its time, mm-hmm. but I, I've, liked it better being a grown-up even though it's kind of painful for so many different reasons mm-hmm. it's still better for me to me than being a teenager oh yeah youth is wasted on the young an it idiom is. a cliche but it is there true <laughs> i just love yeah. how we just always tie yeah. it all together because that, that's that's why yeah. we are off kilter with no filter baby <laughs> yeah, there you go yes absolutely because mm. it's true yeah it's you like, tied it back but yeah it's true yeah, that, yeah that's, that's like, why Youth is wasted on the young because you don't know what to do with it. And once you finally figure it out, it's like, well, now you're quote unquote old. But that doesn't mean you're old and dead. It's like you still live your best life. Now you know what to do with it. 
Exactly. Now you appreciate it. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. That's the whole point is, you know, being able to appreciate what you have, you know, and then, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not as you're, as you get old, not giving in to the, you know, again, like you said, the nostalgia of the way it used to be, because honestly, it also, uh, you know, looking at life through rose-colored colored glasses happens with time also. Yep. Like, there were some rough times when I was a teenager, so, and there were rough times for lots of people in the 1980s, including my parents. Mm-hmm. And so, looking back, you know, it's like, they, they didn't prosper under trickle-down theory. Of course they didn't. Nobody does, except mm-hmm. the rich. Mm-hmm. And And so, looking back, it's like, no... I'm I'm better off here. I I I do and and then also I've talked to my mom about things and she's like, "Yeah, that's not that how that happened." I'm glad you look at it that way though. Mm-hmm. Cuz your memories are pleasant, but that's not really you know, yeah. that's not really the way it was. And then but cuz my brother and I could compare notes. Mm-hmm. And he was there, I was there, but we have two different viewpoints about what happened in certain areas. Yep. This Christmas we did this, remember? No, I remember it like this. What? Mm-hmm. That never happened. Yes, it did. And he'll be like, what you say never happened. Yes, it did. So, of course, we have to call mom. <laughs> and she'll be like, oh, well, the, both of it happened. You're just looking You're just looking at it from different angles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so nostalgia is good as long as it stays nostalgia. As long Because, okay, here's another, here's another cliche. You can never go home again. Mm-hmm. You can't go home again. You can't turn back the clock and have it just like it was. That was the whole theme of The Great Gatsby, for God fucking sake. <laughs> <laughs> Is you can't go back and, and, and to, to the past. You just can't. You can't mm-hmm. recreate how you felt. Right. And, you know, what, what people need to realize is just hold on to those memories. Just to, ha- you know, have, have fun with the memory, the photographs, mm-hmm. whatever you might have left over, and then let it go. Yeah, Re- revisit it in your head. Yeah. Revisit it in your head. Revisit it with the photos. But you can't make your life like that yeah, because ever it's, again. It's ultimately the fear of the unknown because change mm-hmm. is unknowable, right? So it's like I'm, I'm slow to change or I'm averse to change. I only accept change if it makes sense. All of those idioms yeah. and cliches is yeah. because you're terrified. It's You're scared. This is what you're conserving. It's not like yeah. it's power at the base of it. And then on top of that, the surface level is, you know, this I, the idea of being safe or cared for yeah. or loved or, quote unquote, good, whatever that means for you mm-hmm. um, when you are younger, whether you are a child or teenager, early 20s, whatever. It's like, yeah, those are things that do bring you comfort and if mm-hmm. you felt mm-hmm. like that, at, you know, at an earlier point in time, you'd like to feel that again. That's not really a problem, the only, uh, uh, at least by itself. But when you have a power structure behind you that allows you to shape reality and therefore yeah. realities for others, that's where it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what you run into. So knowing that, or, or I guess understanding that, is like I can try, again, it doesn't always work. But I can try mm-hmm. to have more space and grace for people who identify as conservative or yeah. who say, like, I have conservative values. And it's like, let's unpack what that means and get to the root of what you yeah. think it means. Because it's like, what do you think you're saying versus what you're actually saying? Yeah. Ah. And that goes for yeah, liberals, so, too. 
I go, yeah, it goes for everything. So, like, mm -hmm. if, if, you know, people say, like, you'll, you'll have people walking around, um, like, okay, so both sides. So, like, all those people who are like, I don't want critical race theory taught in my schools, blah, blah, blah. First of all, nobody sat there and asked them, what do you think CRT means? Mm -hmm. Sa same way with lots of people who, identi who identify themselves as liberal and walk around saying Black Lives Matter. What do you think that means? What part of that are you supporting? It's great that you do, but I want to make sure that you understand mm -hmm. exactly what you're saying. Because some of them don't. They're right. just jumping on a bandwagon, you know, and it's, it's like, oh, well, then people look at me better because I have a Black Lives Matter sign in my yard. Okay, mm -hmm. or you maybe. Or black square on social media. It's like, well, I guess thank yeah. you for the solidarity, sure. I suppose. But, but what does that mean to you, right. really? Are you just doing that because you want that symbol out there and then you, you think, what, shit's going to go down and they're going to ignore you because you got that whatever? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the same signaling. way with anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, are you virtue signaling? Mm -hmm. You know, st same way with anything. And so I, yeah, I often wonder why aren't people questioning each other more? Like when we talked about that, uh, that Texas school board meeting where they were going to redo the teaks in the last two months, right? And they, mm -hmm. they decided to put it on the shelf till like 2025 or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. Listening to all those people, only one person ever asked a question. Uh, only one person on the board ever asked one of those parents that were up there just screaming and hollering. Mm -hmm. Only one of them asked a question that was about, again, those militarized borders or whatever, right? Yeah. But nobody said to any of these other fools, because they were, listening to their arguments was ridiculous. Ridiculous. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> and here I am, an intelligent person. And do I... I, I do identify more left-leaning, obviously. Mm -hmm. But nobody asked any of these dum-dums what that means. Mm -hmm. You know, what... I was kind of disappointed, I will say, in all the non... The very few, but the non-conservatives that were on that school board that didn't say, hold up, what do you mean when you say critical race theory? Tell me, what do you mean by that? Nobody asked any of these people, you know, where, where are you finding this information? And mm -hmm. I think that's part of it is, is that it's starting to get on my nerves that people aren't doing that. So I've yeah. been doing that a lot. So when people just spout stuff off, I say, stop for a second. I don't understand. Tell me what that means. Mm -hmm. I, I claim ignorance because I want to know what where they're coming from and that's that's one of the ways that i'm doing like you do and trying to give a little bit of grace mm -hmm. because if they can come up with me and say this is what this means this is why i'm against it okay sure okay fine you know i don't mm -hmm. agree with you but okay you did your research i'm i'm, I'm good with that right okay right. but if you're gonna sit there and spout off and you don't know what you're talking about that's where i feel pity first of all and secondly, that's where it's like, okay, well, here's the, here's what I heard it means, and maybe we can come to some understanding. Mm -hmm. Instead of me just railing against, because I found myself doing the, 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 the same thing, just in the opposite yeah. camp. Well, and, and, you know, look at all these idiots that are doing this and this and this, but it's like, yeah. okay, but wait a minute, let me step back and mm -hmm. find out why they buy into this. Mm -hmm. And I know in general why they do. I get that. I do. I've taken psychology. I've read about this. You know, I'm trying to figure it out, but I want to know on an individual basis. Mm -hmm. So when some I come across somebody, it's like, why, why do you say that? You know, why do you think that? Because I would really like to understand you, and not hate you. 
<laughs> and not and you know because I don't want to hate anybody. Yeah. I really don't. But and, man, yeah. some of the shit that they spout off is really hard for me not to just all of a sudden just react. Strongly dislike. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and when I was listening to that podcast that you you know, obviously that happened fucking 35 years ago, right? I can't 40 years ago. I can't I can't stop that, you know. The the Texas school board from the 1980s. Obviously, I'm a product of that. Luckily, I had the parents I had, and that kind of helped. But <laughs> you know, I I'm I'm trying to not get as angry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying. I guess I'm trying to use that anger that I feel now about the Texas school board, mm-hmm. and use that a little bit more productively by understanding again the dum dums that got up there <laughs> and complained <laughs> about the dumbest things. And the things that weren't in there, and then, you know, all that stuff. I mean, when she was talking about Moses, I remember that teak, because I had to teach that teak, and I didn't. I'll be honest with you. (laughs) I don't don't pay attention to any of those fucking teaks. They're dumb as hell. The The Texas skills are not, period. They're not skills. They're ridiculous. Most of them are. I've read through them, and it's like, yeah, I'm not teaching that. I'm not even teaching to the test. They pass or they don't. I don't fucking care anymore. I really don't. I teach what's the truth. I'm not going to teach the lies that are in those teaks. And there are lies in those teaks. Which means that there... And there were lies in the Michigan... uh, The Meep? What were those? For the Meep. Yeah. Yeah. There were lies in that too. Mm -hmm. I I pointed them out all the time. And I remember, uh, you know, a mutual uh, teacher... Uh, she was my supervisor and she was a teacher for you at uh, the school and she looked at me and she said I know why even teach it <laughs> and I said so I can do that and she goes pick them out who cares mm-hmm. just teach teach what you can teach what you know is right and I was of course you know I hadn't been teaching all that long so for me that was like all oh, right mm-hmm. okay I feel liberated she said you should you're, you're the teacher you have the final say as to what these fucking kids learn and you know what if a parent comes to you okay tell them to prove to you that it's not correct mm-hmm. they can't and pl- first of all the school it was nobody was going to challenge me they just weren't yeah, there you go yeah because you know as she said in that podcast too all the ones that are making the, the squeakiest wheels are always people like unfortunately the profile I fit <laughs> <laughs> The white, mm-hmm. suburban, middle-class woman. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a stay-at-home mom. I'm a teacher, so of course I'm the outlier. <laughs> I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> but she's right, though. I mean, most of them have always been those people. Which I, always, I know I used to. I look at it because I'm like, so in the times, if you're a stay-at-home mom or, or, or if the quote-unquote mm-hmm. stay-at-home mom as that stereotype, it's like, None of y'all bother to read a book in your time nope. that you stayed at home? <laughs> like, no. really? I, and, like, I mean, if, it, again, if you if you don't, in this case is critical race theory, but, like, if you don't agree with it or support it, that's fine. Yeah. But at least read about it first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, Because you can still, like, you can still disagree or whatever. Right, yeah, you can still... Because it is a theory, so it's like you know what I want to disprove it, or I want to I want to be able to refute it or dismiss it. That's fine. That's not really an issue. It's a theory. It can be yeah. challenged. The theories are designed to be challenged, most of them. But mm-hmm. 
do that, but have a basis for the argument, whether then it's turning my child into a social justice warrior or it's militarizing <laughs> our borders in New Jersey or whatever it was. It's like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. What is wrong with being a social justice warrior? I know, <laughs> That's right? what I don't get. See, that would be my question. And I, I wish the interviewer would have asked her, what is what does that mean? Yeah. What, what what's brought what's means? why do why do you why do you say you don't want your children to be a social justice warrior? What does that mm-hmm. mean? I don't understand. And here's for me I'd be like, Hey, do you like the song Rhythm Nation? Exactly. Because one of the lines is, you know, to to join us in protest, right? Yeah, exactly. To social yeah. injustice. Mm. So I guess all those protests for women's rights you, you disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, these would probably be the same people who give away, um, who sign away their right to sign away their right. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know. I, I'm so tired of women's suffrage. Oh my gosh, we suffer so much. I know. So oh my god. We do. I I want to end suffrage for women as well. Okay. <laughs> oh, you well, dumb broad. <laughs> yeah, well, the ones who voted for Roy Moore, it's like you go right ahead and do that. You can't, dumb dumbs. We should only have the first ten amendments in the Constitution. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh my god. Do you know which one gave you the right to vote? <sighs> And for the Not young ones who support them, ten. right? Do you know for the young ones who who support them? Do you know which amendment gave you the right to do it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen and twenty-six, motherfuckers. Anyway, exactly. Goodness, I don't know. See, this is me again. I said I was trying. It didn't always work. No, you did. Actually, we did. We need to wrap up anyway. It's been almost an hour and a half, and I gotta go pee and eat my dinner. True. But so we actually we did really well without being too hot, too up on soapboxes. Just you know, yes, just yes. on a step. That's all. And we, it's okay. Yeah. You know what? We, that's part of this, though. We have to have these conversations. We have to. We have to because otherwise, you and I'll explode. Mm-hmm. And two, I think you know we're we're trying to use a platform, in my opinion, in a more positive direction. We are. And I think that's good. And there's there's nothing wrong with it. Our listeners will like it or they won't. They'll 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 sign off when they do. Yeah. Or they you don't. Can always fast forward. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. That's true, too. And there and, are jokes, and, but you'll miss the jokes. Yeah. There are some good jokes. I'm just saying. There are. There are. There are. Anyway. Exactly. So, you know, it's not it's not a bad thing to be on a soap. And it's not really being on a soapbox. It's being mm-hmm. socially consciously aware. Yes. Well, and wanting others know. to be that way. Again, like, like we've both said in the past, look, I'm okay disagreeing with you. I just mm-hmm. need you to come at me with, with intelligence. Yeah. Don't come at me with just religion. Don't come mm-hmm. at me with just you feel... I need you to do some research and I need you to have a discourse mm-hmm. that makes sense. That's not just you, you know, spouting off conspiracy theory bullshit. I need sources that are reputable also. Yes. You know, and I, Ooh, I, and don't you I come just, at me I, with a Prager U university degree. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. Don't you come at me talk about, I uh-huh. went to, to Prager universities. Like, Oh well, yeah, I, I was on Prager U. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not an accredited place. What babe. the hell? What is that? Prager U? Oh gosh, it's a, a right wing uh, like YouTube channel, really. But it's it's a um, it's created by I want to say the Koch brothers who are, are funding it. But it's supposed to be like all the right wing talking points that you'll see on like a Fox News or yeah. whatever. It's distilled through PragerU, and so what people have done if they they tend to lean more conservative or they try to yeah. have like those half truths, kind of half baked arguments. 
Where it's okay. like there's a part of it that would make sense mm-hmm. in context, but it's the problem is it's like how we were talking the other night. Like when Mike Pompeo says critical race theory is detrimental to the foundation of America, he's correct, mm-hmm. just not for the reasons he thinks he is. Right, right, exactly. And so PragerU okay, does yeah. the same thing. Sure, sure. Okay. So if they talk about yeah. like they'll try to disprove systemic racism or or the negative effects of colonization by giving you false equivalencies or um, half truths and because yeah. it's Prager because it's university it makes it seem as though because accredited colleges and universities some of them put their lessons online for free like you can go to YouTube mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, you know watch like Brown yep. Brown University's uh, classes yeah. or whatever I think it's awesome mm-hmm. so because universities are doing that mm-hmm. PragerU is supposed to be kind of the quote unquote counter to that because you, most of the universities are liberal places, and so they're supposed to be the more conservative or right wing um, yeah, places. Like but it's not an accredited; it's not an actual school. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, and I like some people who try and make these half baked arguments. It's like you you're not going to go to Prager University to get your Facebook degree. That's not how this works. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook degree. Like, nope. Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. You can tell me I'm wrong or you can be mad at what I said and that's fine, but just make sure you have a a well-sourced counter argument and PragerU is not it. Sorry. Don't, don't come at me with nonsense. That's all I ask. I don't, I, I, I I promise you I'm not coming at you with nonsense. Exactly. Because I can back up all of my stuff and I do it in a succinct way. At least I try to. Yeah, yeah. You, you witnessed yeah, you, you witnessed that, and I was actually polite about it because I didn't cuss anybody out, <laughs> even though I could have. Right? I was yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. The, the most I said is like your ungrammatical, poorly written dissertation, and I know he's not yep. smart enough to understand that, so yeah. I don't have to argue with him because you're not about to beat me with experience. I don't argue with idiots. I don't. Yeah, you're not exactly. about to beat me with experience. That's not how this works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I like that. Yeah. Thank you, Mark All Twain. Right. So anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap up. It's been an hour and a half. And Jeez. again, I have to pee really bad. It's you know, the That's an idiom. fluid ounces of you water. That's really bad. See? Really bad. <laughs> Super bad. Yeah. Um, and I, I can smell dinner. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I and I'm very I'm hungry. Mm. Oh, well. Anyway. I made homemade chicken soup in the crock pot because I got a lot of chicken and turkey left. Uh, I think I'll make so, chicken nacho. Yeah, that that's what I'll though. do. Yeah. Ah. That sounds good too. Yeah. All right. So, uh, tell us about uh, the music and where they can get in touch with us and yes. a new podcast that's coming out after the first of the year. Yes. Okay. So, thank you for hanging out with us for another hour and a half. Um, <laughs> being off kilter with no filter as you learned about everything because that's what this podcast is so Mm -hmm. if you like the music at the beginning of the episode you heard yours truly the song is called very well i know from my Mm -hmm. debut album square one which you can find anywhere you stream music itunes amazon spotify youtube listen to it enjoy it tell all of your friends because it's a damn good album anyway it is and i need another one yes yes well Rona ruined everything, but I am slowly coming back. So, yes. Hang in there with me, I promise. Yes. All right. Oh, you can also find my music currently on the podcast Women Committing Crimes, but Tammy has an announcement for that. I'll let her tell you that. 
Um, the music there is Forgive Me as the opening credits and mm-hmm. Who as the closing credits. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also reach us at offkilternofilter at yahoo.com. And you can reach us on Facebook, Off Kilter No Filter Facebook group. And before Elon Musk destroys everything, because he's Elon Musk, you can still tweet us at No Kilter <laughs> on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So yeah, the the podcast that Byron is talking about, the and I'm gonna it's it's still I'm gonna keep it up. It's gonna be there. So if you're interested in females who have committed all sorts of crimes, different females, there's like two years worth on there. So it's all right. Uh, it's women committing crimes, um, and you can get that anywhere you get podcasts, um, including uh, iTunes. Um, so yeah, uh, you can you know listen to uh, his music there, like he told you, the beginning and the ending. Um, and then also, you know, they're, they're, uh, it's a podcast just about different women committing different crimes. I've got, you know, people from Lizzie Borden to um, Andrea Yates to Heidi Fleiss. Um, and it was, it was a fun podcast to do, but there will not be any new episodes. I'm going to put one more thank you and goodbye. But I have, uh, and I know lots of people are into true crime. I am too on occasion, I'll, I'll be honest, which is why I had that podcast. However, recently I have found myself... Uh, feeling like I was going too far on the dark side. So I have decided I'm going to create a new podcast uh, that will launch after the first of the year, um, sometime in January. I haven't decided when yet. And it's going to be called, so far, the working title is Seriously Funny Women. And this podcast is about women comedians uh, from the past and the current, and hopefully someday the future. That'd be great. Um, (laughs) uh, And... Uh, it, it'll be about their lives and their art and how wonderful, you know, they make us feel. So uh, please join me on that after the first of the year. And that should be on all the podcasting sites as well. Um, I'm going to get that on iTunes as well. And Byron, we need to get this one on iTunes. Yes. Uh, right. We just, all we have to do is email them. Okay. And they'll probably put it on there. That's what I did. I emailed Apple iTunes for that and they, they did that. So I'll find that address again and then we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, but anyway, so that's all I have to say. Uh, happy Thanksgiving in the last week. Terry, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you had a good one. And that's it for me. I'm going to go eat, well, pee and eat in yes. that order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too, actually. So. <laughs> 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 all right. We'll catch y'all next time. All right. Bye, guys. Stay safe.